Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day, for this opportunity to come here once again to gather and to worship you. And Lord, as we continue this journey through examining this familiar prayer, may you speak into our hearts, minds, and lives that which you have for us this day and each day. And may my words be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are in our third week of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, of course, starting with the beginning part of the Lord's Prayer, reminded that we are God's beloved, chosen, and adopted children. And then in the second part of the prayer, being focused on God's rule and God's reign, both in our life and in the world. And today we move on to this third part of the Lord's Prayer, this short but powerful passage where these first two are focused on God and God's heart and bringing our focus on God and God's kingdom, we begin with kind of now this part of the Lord's Prayer that speaks to our own needs. And truth be told, oftentimes when we start prayer, we start with our needs and wants, and then hopefully occasionally remember to get to the place of thanks and the focus on God's will. And so the Lord's Prayer is a reminder to us that that perhaps may be a backwards way to look at it. But this uh, prayer is very simple, very pure. Give us this day our daily bread. It speaks to our purest needs. Of course, this is speaking of a lot of things, and we'll get into that. We all really have our needs met if we think about it. And Luther said we don't really actually pray this prayer so that we would get our daily bread. We get our daily bread. We pray this prayer that we would truly receive it and that we would receive it with thanksgiving. I think we forget so often how much we have. We forget that God provides for us. It's also a reminder of how much God cares for us. Later in Matthew chapter 6, it talks about the birds of the air. And if God provides for the birds of the air, certainly God provides for us. We, his people, created in the image of God. But at this, at the heart of the matter in this prayer, is a, is a trusting of God for our basic needs. And certainly we all can relate to food. We all love food. We are people. We are Lutherans. You know, after all, the Lutheran adage or the Christian adage, if you feed them, they will come, is most certainly true. And we have plenty of food. It is an interesting thought to me as I was studying this. I couldn't help but to think of the Israelites in their journey and the story in Scripture of the food, the manna, literally falling from heaven. You see, this concept of food means something different to each and one of us. This is a phrase of trusting. It's a phrase of trusting God. It's understanding that everything we have comes from God. I think about food often, but I think about food and how this means something different to each one of us. We live in abundance. I think of our three compassion sponsor children in El Salvador and my time and Jessica's time that we've had the privilege of being there. 
Uh, I've had the privilege of being in each of their homes, which are not nearly as nice as just one little part of my own outbuilding, my barn structure. When they pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, it most certainly means something different than it does when I pray it. You know, we have so much, and we forget how wealthy we are. To be wealthy is to have more than you need. We are all wealthy. And we forget that. There have been times and seasons in my life where this is a prayer of thanksgiving, where perhaps maybe I've ignored what this has meant. There have probably been times, there have most certainly been times in my life and in our life where maybe this was more literal. Maybe it was a tough time and you were literally praying for the grocery bill. And it's amazing to me because as I watch this in my own life and in the lives of others, as I watch it in the lives of our El Salvadorian children, God does provide whether for them, for crops or chicken or opportunity, whether for us, for unexpected income in those challenging times or at times groceries literally appearing on the door. God provides, but we forget about our abundance. I was thinking last night as I was uh, lamenting the continued collapse of my beloved college basketball team. Uh, <laughs> I was lamenting uh, that and getting contemplative as I worked through that. And it struck me, last night was a night where Jessica and I went out to dinner. We went, had some pizza, some really yummy pizza. And I know that some of you have the opportunity to do things like that. And then I had this idea to do dessert someplace else, and so we went to DeBrand's Chocolates. Uh, it was my first time there, and I really blame Jess Myers because he's the one that brought it up. And since he's not here, <laughs> since he's not here, I can blame him. And it, and I know Brenda doesn't mind, so uh, we'll blame away. But uh, I had what was probably the most delectable dessert I have ever had. It, uh, they dropped the dessert off, and Jessica looked at the waitress and said, "Is it inappropriate to lick the plate?" True story. <laughs> And then, a couple moments into this, I was in my own world. It's like nothing else was happening. I believe Jessica was still there. As I was in this moment of this dessert, the lady, these two ladies sitting over the way said, excuse me, I, I've got to interrupt. I've been staring at your dessert for five minutes. You've got to tell me what that is. We live in such abundance. We forget how much we have. This prayer, unfortunately, because we have abundance, I think we forget where it all comes from. I think we forget how blessed we are. That when we pray for our daily bread, for us, it's not like it is for most of the world statistically, where that's a very literal thing. We have cupboards. We have pantries and grocery stores and resources and restaurants and chocolate places. We forget what that means. We forget the abundance. And this prayer is plural. Give us this day our daily bread. That we shouldn't just be praying for our daily bread, but for everyone's daily bread. And taking this abundance of our wealth and providing for others. This word daily is important. You know that life is lived day by day, correct? 
Sometimes hour by hour or minute by minute, right? That one day is enough for us. But it's really about going to God with each day, asking God to provide in each day, recognizing that each day that we have, whether in the abundance of chocolate or in the simplicity of just a meal, it's all because of the God of the universe. And while sometimes we feel more wealthy and more blessed than others, the truth is we have all we need and in almost every season of our life, more than we need. That is the very essence of wealth. And I think one of the great challenges in our country, in the midst of our blessing of freedom, of abundance, of opportunity, is it's foreign to us to depend on God. Because we can provide for ourselves. We have resources. We have means. That as I think about my friends in El Salvador, they in so many ways are far more spiritual than I could ever be because they understand what dependence really means. This is a prayer of dependence. And from the time that we can open the refrigerator, <laughs> we lose sight of that dependence, I believe. And this prayer as we pray it, as literal as it is, and it's symbolic too and we'll get to that, is a reminder to us to depend on God. And there are days where I'm better than that than others. Truth be told, I'm probably better depending on God when I run out of my ability, when I'm worried, when I'm scared, when it feels out of control, when the risk is high. But we're supposed to depend on God daily in all things because we have nothing without God. This bread is literal and symbolic. Of course, you know, I think of that story of the manna from heaven. Of course, it refers so much to communion as well. This gift of bread and of wine, this gift of eternal life, this gift of God, this gift of sacrifice that we focus on in Lent. That Kristen got us a little bit ahead in the sermon as she spoke as well, so rightly, that this, there is a spiritual food as well that, the, that, that we receive from time with one another, that we receive in our prayers and our worship, but we receive from the word of God. That we need spiritual food too. And that's another area where we can all grow. I've yet to meet that person that can't yet have some need to grow in their spiritual dependence on God. Of course, it speaks a bit to Jesus, the bread of life, who is and has and continues to provide all that we would ever need, all that we would ever want, all that we would ever wish for and dream. It's a hint at Jesus' kingdom coming in the end. There are so many things to this little prayer. Give us today our daily bread. Not many words, but so much richness, so much depth. Here's the good news. We can ask. We can ask God for anything. Now, God is not a genie. Asking does not mean receiving. Ask my children. But we can ask God anything. That God can handle all of our requests. They're not actually surprising. 
Did you know that you're not really going to surprise God? Just a random fact for you this morning. God can handle all of our requests. It's a beautiful thing when we ask. And we can ask for us, but we also ought to ask for others. It is give me today my daily bread, but it's also give us today our daily bread. This prayer is meant to be plural, but it can be individual. But if we limit it to the individual, we're making a grave mistake. We're asking God to provide not just for us and those we know and love, but for the whole world. It's different. We forget that the vast majority of the world lives in poverty, lives on a day on less than what often we spend on one person's portion, eating out, whether fast food or a ridiculous amount of yummy chocolate goodness. We forget this. It's an invitation to trust God. It's an invitation to trust God to provide everything we need. Trust is hard. But if we can trust anyone or anything, we can trust God. And certainly we can trust God with our most basic needs. At the very least, this prayer, give us today our daily bread, reminds us of where it all comes from. I don't like the message translation. We put it in there because we've been doing it. I don't like it. Because it is about more than meals. It's about shelter. It's about relationship. It's about all that we need. It's that emotional feeding, that spiritual feeding. And so I think it misses the mark. But I think one of the challenges that happens in the midst of our blessing is when we are blessed, we might use that language that we are blessed, but so oftentimes we give ourselves or circumstances or others the credit. Look what I have. Look what has happened. But when things don't go well, we often question God, we blame God, we blame others. This is terrible theology at best. At worst, it is so much worse to live and to think this way. And so this part of the Lord's Prayer is meant to center us, to center our hearts and our minds, center the way in which we think about this, to be reminded of what we need, what we have, and who it is that gives it to us. Give us today our daily bread. There is no more powerful pattern, I believe, than this pattern that we are pointed to in the Lord's Prayer. Dependence on God for all things daily. What a powerful pattern for life. To wake up in the morning, no matter what's on the to-do list, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing, whatever's on the schedule, to ask God for that day all that you need. To offer up that day to God and to walk through that day trusting the Spirit. What a gift. There's this little book that I love to read over and over again. And we have a little copy in our library, and it's called Letters by a Modern Mystic. And it's this missionary, Frank Laubach, he wrote, it's basically his prayer journal. And he was, I believe, in India serving as a missionary decades ago to a Muslim community. 
And his goal was to think about God in every day and every moment. That's what this little line points us to. And so it's his writing about his experience with it. It's very honest. It's very authentic. Sometimes there's three sentences. Sometimes there's two pages. And I love this concept. And I shoot for this concept. And there is a dramatic difference in my feelings, my experience, my attitude in the days where I am most successful in this and the days I'm not successful at all. Give us this day our daily bread. It's an invitation. It's a request, but it's also an invitation to allow God to be the God of everything, to provide all that we need, even that which we don't know we need, to recognize where it comes from. The good news is we can anticipate God's love. We can anticipate God's grace. We can anticipate God's mercy. God's provision. And we're not the only ones that need it. Truth be told, there's a whole world outside of this room that needs all of these things so much more than we. And so as we continue to seek and ask God, as we continue to thank God for that which God has provided for us, we should also pray for and seek to be ones who provide for others in need around us. Because the bread that we're given is not just for us. The blessings that we have in abundance aren't just to rejoice in, to be thankful for, but are meant to be shared with others. This phrase coming right after thy will be done, this is part of God's will for us and for the world and part of the purpose of the church. Give us today and each day, Lord, our daily bread. Let us pray. God, we thank you for these words, for this familiar and important and powerful prayer. Lord, bring us beyond the place of familiarity to a place of deep understanding, of recognition of that which we have and where it comes from. To go to you, Lord, for all of our needs, even if we see, know, and believe they're already provided for. And take the abundance, the wealth, the extra blessing you have provided us with, and use it, Lord, to bless others. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.